0: I am sitting here with Teresa Jex who became a friend of mine. Actually it's funny, I'm sitting here at Palma to the School of Great Lakes and she has been a client here, a yes. guest here, getting your hair done for years. She's like over twelve. Over 12 years, my daughter, Brianna, was one of the instructors at the time, and you met her, and then you said, hey, I need to meet your mom or meet Tina Black someday. <laughs> you read my book, The Amazing, and I remember you called me up, and you wanted to just start asking questions about being a John Maxwell coach, mm-hmm. and and I actually want to read Teresa's bio, but I'm going to actually read a paragraph at a time because it's so rich and so has so much information. Information that I want to be able to dig a little deeper into it as well, too. So here we go. So Teresa Jex has over 30 years of experience. That means you're 30 years old, right? Oh <laughs> In wish. the fields of youth development, ministry, and community mental health. Since February 2017, she has been the executive director of Bridge Builders Counseling and Mentoring, strengthening single parents in surviving trauma and building their lives with the support of community volunteers. Okay, first of all, tell me your journey going into this and tell us exactly what Bridge Builders Counseling and Mentoring is.
1: Coming to Port Huron. I saw all the resources that were here in the community, and I was so amazed how rich this community is with resources. But on the other side, I saw how the people that actually needed the resources were not actually connecting to the resources, and I didn't know why. When I was asked to interview for the executive director position, I was um, working with families and kids at Central Middle School doing... An after school program and I was perfectly happy and was not really (laughs) interested in like shaking up my world too much. I had two kids in high school at the time. We were really busy, but um, I followed the lead and, and our after school program was like a little teeny tiny piece of the puzzle that helped their life stay together. But bridge builders offered a much wider opportunity to help rebuild their lives Mm. with Um, counseling Mm. mentoring and community and church support like how can we like build our community and we have 39 percent of our families in St. Clair County are single parent families
0: 39 percent of our families in in St. Clair Clair County. County
1: I wow. love what I do. It's a big job. So if you're interested in becoming a volunteer mentor, the mm-hmm. first step is you go to our website or mm-hmm. give us a call. Okay. And we have a form that you fill out. And it just it's a questionnaire, just a little bit about who you are. And you have to agree to a background check because our families are so fragile and there's so many different circumstances um, that we just want to keep them protected. Mm-hmm. So you fill out the form, you agree to a background check. And then once all that clears, we have trainings two to three times a year just depending on the nice. flow okay. of um, volunteers coming into the organization and we come together for about four and four four and a half hours and mm-hmm. we just walk through um, the basics of mentoring and primarily it's to show up listen and be consistent and just be part of their lives and really be willing to walk Beside, beside them through life. So right now, um, we have a referral process that refers, uh, refers you to counseling centers, and we have sliding scales. So if you can't afford counseling, or that's the conversation, we really look at okay what can you afford? Right. And if you really truly cannot afford it, we cover twenty free sessions of counseling. Wow. Um, and no one's turned sh- away. Nobody's ever turned away. Wow. Ever. Okay it's always amazing who God brings to the table, but moms that struggle with postpartum depression. Okay. Yeah. So they've come in Mm -hmm. and the last time that happened, three other moms that were in the circle of seven of us had all experienced that and were able to walk her through that. We've had dads that have lost their wives to medical conditions. One lost his wife to epilepsy She had a seizure in the bathroom, and he couldn't get turn time. So he has his grief issues. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Let's switch gears here for a second, only because this is heavy on my heart, because um, the Blue Water Pregnancy Care Center, I think, is really awesome, too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you work hand-in-hand with that, because I think so many young girls think that their only alternative is abortion, because they don't think that they're ever going to get the support that they need. And I think that's the bottom line is the support. And so talk through that process because have you seen Mm -hmm. anybody that was going to get an abortion and got the help that they need and you were able to be there for them? Well, it's
1: interesting because we just saw, um, and I won't use names, but I saw a a young lady at boat night and she Mm. had her one and a half year old. Okay. And she was pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And she at one point, did not want to have a family. She came from kind of mm-hmm. a crazy family. She didn't want to like have that go on. So right. she had originally came to us when she was pregnant to Bridge Builders. Nice. Okay. And we referred her to the Pregnancy Assistance Center. Okay. And now she's coming back with her one-and-a-half-year-old to Bridge Builders. And it's funny Beautiful. because Jen and I, the director of uh, Sparrow now it's called, um, we were talking about how the misconception is, is that we're in competition. And we're like, we're so not in competition.
0: I've talked to so many women that regret having yes. that abortion. Yes. And to be able to have that support with you and with Blue Water and all the support. Like I said, yeah. people don't even know, no. you, know you said no 15% idea. of these single parents don't even know that this is happening, right? Yeah. And so the support, so I think that's absolutely amazing. Also, Teresa is currently developing models of service in partnership with Mentor, Mentor Michigan, and local volunteers from area churches, community agencies, and schools to serve families with mentoring services as they heal from their personal trauma and providing opportunities for support with counselors to ensure successful outcomes for our single parent, families. Really you know, my definition of leadership last year um, was transformed people. Yes. Transform people. Yes, and absolutely. And that's what's powerful. That's, what we, that's why I love you yes. so much. Like it's so crazy. Day. Yes, <laughs> it's so crazy because you watch this woman and you watch her son and then her 12-year-old and he was transformed. He watched his mom become transformed, so he got transformed, yes. obviously. Yes. Now he's going to transform people. Yes. And and I, I know there's so much power when you do the work You do the learning. And so, I just, anyone that's listening to this right now, I feel like. You've gone through a challenge and you felt so much guilt and shame over yes. it. Get rid of that guilt yes. and shame and start helping somebody that has that same challenge. Because right in front of you, you're going to see somebody with that same yes. exact challenge. And you just, you'd be shocked, right? Yes. You'd be yes. shocked how many people you could help. And let alone get involved with this organization or yes. an organization in your community. Because I know people from all over the country, the world. Actually, Africa is one of my biggest um, uh, people that listen to this podcast podcast, believe it or not. Yes. And uh, so it's so cool. Wherever you're at, you know, you can develop this nonprofit as well Mm -hmm. in your community. And I think it's just amazing what you're doing. So going through your bio again. So prior to your work with, with this organization, Bridge Builders, Uh, Miss Jex was the director of Camp Operations for Society of St. Vincent de Paul, Project Learn Coordinator for Boys and Girls Clubs, and owned her own business, Choice, choosing how our intentions create our experience. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Recreation, all inspiring organizations dedicated to support youth and their families to have successful futures. Oh, wow. Teresa, you've done a lot.
1: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Tell old, me. Tina.
0: I'm so, old. <laughs> so, as we talk, I mean, I know a lot of old people that never served in one, didn't volunteer <laughs> yeah. one time. Why you? Why do you do this? Like, what happened in your life, Teresa? Because mm-hmm. I believe transformed people transform people. Oh, what happened to you to do this? Oh well, in You're my yeah.
1: So in my childhood, um, I had several things happening, but the most, I guess. The way you could put it all in a nutshell is that I lived in kind of a crazy family. We had alcoholism. We had um, my cousin was in and out of prison. There's just a a lot of different things going on in Mm -hmm. our family situation. And I just remember being so angry as a teen. Mm -hmm. I was just so angry, and I didn't want to have anything to do with my family. Like, I wanted to get as far away from my family as I could when I was like 15, 16, I just had made a decision. I'm mm-hmm. out. And God got a hold of me, and he said, no, you're not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so he started planting seeds. And it was people that mentored me. There were um, there was a 17-year-old girl, and I was 15. She was in recovery. She went into recovery the same time my dad went into co- recovery. Mm-hmm. So my family went into recovery, and I got more angry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Now all the mm-hmm. systems I thought I had figured out, is they're changing. So I watched my mom and dad go through recovery, and all the rules changed. And I met Christy, and then after Christy, I had circumstances that led me to camp, where I remet Jesus because I was raised Catholic. I had a long thing with the Catholic Church where I, you know, was really against all forms of religion. I thought it was, hip, you know, hypocrisy, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to be part of it. And then God landed me right at camp with two, uh, well, actually four amazing mentors, Mm. two priests and two, um, two other gentlemen that worked in the the camp. And they invited me to an all boys camp. There's only a nurse on (laughs) staff to be the female assistant waterfront director. And I was like, this is strange, right? Because I was yeah. like, but I didn't have a job. So I was mm. like, okay, I guess I'll do it. I met the nurse, and we mm-hmm. did end my life. You're 15 at the life. Life. No, I was 18. Oh, then. 18 now. So, so okay. 15 and then 18. So every, wow. it seems like God powerful placing people in my life to mentor mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. I learned about who Jesus was through those two Catholic priests that I just never knew who Jesus was really. I mm-hmm. mean, I had an idea from, you know, whatever you have as your growing up, but yeah, no, it really transformed the way that I looked Mm. at the world, and it started having me look how God's footprints were always, in like all the tragedies that we had went through as a family, and all the different things that had happened that he was always there with me and I could see it and then that's when I that's when it switched, where I was like wow, and at that camp is when I had my first encounter with kids that were from broken families that got Mm. sent to camp for the summer Okay. And so, fast forward again, two more years. I'm 20. I'm the program director now. <laughs> of course you
0: are. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> so
1: so wow. now I'm so I'm working with these kids, and they they were great the first two weeks, and then they started disappearing, creating their own programs out in the wilderness. Mm. You know, so I'd have to go find these kids just had amazing breakthroughs about how to show up for people and how to be there like really mm-hmm. be present to the people that you're around. Yeah. And um yeah, I've just been blessed and now I have you as a mentor. I mean, come on. Wow. I, know, I can't have that. This is so <laughs> powerful.
0: So really like what's what's so cool and I believe this about every single person in the world is that you're a leader you have influence and so you were able to step into that leadership from a very very young age Mm -hmm. what caused you to actually step into it and not shy from it like what was that transforming moment for you to say you know what I'm just going to get my feet wet I'm going to help people like what was that specific event in your head or that thought process
1: when I could see the power okay so there's one night I, I, I guess I can... The turning point is really clear. I had four boys that were constantly mm. causing trouble to the camp. And then, um, you know, we had built this relationship over eight weeks. And it was like right before... They had come back, and then I put them in leadership roles. So now, nice. okay, so now I'm like remembering. This is like yes. decades ago, Tina. You're making yes. me pull back these memories. Yeah, you put resistors <laughs> in leadership roles, and you, and you make so, a visionary yes. out of them. Yeah. So what? So what mm-hmm. I did is I put these four boys. Mm-hmm. I paired them up with other program directors, like whatever their favorite activity was, and then they came into leadership. Yes. And they were having a great time for like three weeks. We we're like on the mountaintop, having a great time, and then it was four days before they're leaving to go back to their home life and we're in a cabin and I'm like, what is going on with you guys? What is going on? And I just remember them sharing. Hmm. Um, they made me tell a scary story first and then they would talk to me. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I s- right. s- scared them and uh-huh. then they <laughs> said, well, you need to understand. Hmm. We're going back and it's it's scary back there and we have to put on our face because if we don't put on our face we're not going to survive and I'll never forget the moment Mm. when this 13 year old boy pulled up his um, Mm. t-shirt because he never would go swimming without a t-shirt he always had a t-shirt on I didn't know why and he pulled up his t-shirt and he showed me where he was shot three times in the street and that's why they chose him to come and he said I have to do that to survive I appreciate everything you've done but when I go back, I've got to survive. Yeah. And that's when I think my heart broke. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, they don't have to go back. No. When you're transforming, it can be a mess. Yes. So it can be a lot of angry
0: pants, uh, yes. a lot of things still happening, still yes. following you along the way that you still have to deal with. And and so you said something really powerful earlier, and I believe it's one of our basic human needs. And And you said... Um, just people just want a place to belong. And I believe that a lot of our students that actually come through our doors have a lot of past experiences, yes. just like you've had, uh, just like I've had. And so you see that and I sense that. And we actually started a team many years ago called the Be Nicer Else team. Yes. And the purpose of that was to Uh, help stop bullying because we actually Mm -hmm. had a lot of bullying in fact I'm looking in this back door of this is my first school 21 years ago and I used to take care of high school students we used to have them come through our doors and I literally I would be the one breaking up the fights back here Teresa and and so we knew we had to change our culture of our business and being a part of Paul Mitchell helped me to do that and so I said okay so you guys are now the culture keepers this is how we expect you to behave, and these are what you, you know, how the common behaviors that we would have to be able to make that happen, right? The Be Nice Else team. But I my biggest purpose. That. Yes, I, I remember that. <laughs> and so what's really cool with this is my purpose for the Be Nice Else team, and I believe that you could create your own Be Nice or Else team wherever you're yes. at, whatever business you're in, mm-hmm. in my head was to find that, I want to say maybe quiet, shy person, but I also want to say go after that resistor too. Yes. But go after that person that doesn't belong, yes. that doesn't feel like they belong, right? And have them become a part of the Be Nice team. Yes. And all we do is community service. And yes. so that's what we're, we exist to do because when you sow, you grow. The yes. more you give, the more you get. Yes. And, and so it's just a law of human nature. Yeah. And so that's why we started this talk through that process, just want a place to belong. Talk to that person right now that's like feels lonely, feels like they just don't have a place to belong.
1: You give is when you live. Ooh, when you give is when you live. because Powerful. you can't live unless you're giving. And what happens mm-hmm. is we get into a scarcity mindset. And we think there's not enough. Like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough. No, we all have enough. We all have plenty. We have 24 hours in a day. We have plenty. And um, I even have a mom. She's a mom two times over right now. And she volunteers one hour a month. That's still one hour a month. It doesn't matter if it's one hour a week, Mm -hmm. two hours a day, one hour a month maybe it's just one time every 3 months that yeah. you give a day whatever it is you're not you really i've learned along the way because i came from the scarcity mentality that there's not enough but the more you give the more connected you feel to life and to living because yeah. if we're by ourselves we, that's what i think that's the lie that's told yeah. to us that yeah. there's not enough Because there's plenty like you're such a beautiful
0: shining example of giving so thank you for doing that first of all but tell me what is your greatest advice leadership advice because you're obviously an outstanding leader and this is untold stories of leadership transformation so we do a lot of leadership advice here and I believe everyone's a leader it -hmm. doesn't matter what position you hold in your company or where you're at if you're in school it doesn't matter you um have if you're breathing, you are leading. <laughs> people are watching you, no awesome. matter what. People are mm-hmm. watching you. What what's your top advice as a leader that you would give people? Oh my god.
1: Oh, I think the key to leadership is authenticity. Mm. To be authentic. Like And when, how do you
0: become authentic? Because that's probably one of the biggest questions I get from people. How do you become authentic? What best advice do you have? Like, How did you become authentic? Well, I
1: think you touched on it, and I've done a lot of work. Don't get Mm -hmm. get me wrong. We've only talked about the light side. You know, there's the dark side that you work through, right? Yes. So I've had a lot of mentors and a lot of counselors and a lot of great group work that I've done myself. Um, I think in becoming authentic, it's really finding who you are and whose you are. Yeah, and for me, yeah, it's my faith, right? So that's mm-hmm. the rock that I stand on.
0: Yeah,
1: is um, who Jesus was, and so that has been a building process. Like from when I was eighteen, now I'm fifty-three. So like when yeah. I was just uh, forming my my walk um, and following my call, my my heart was broken, and then it's just going through all the doors that it opened and and healing mm-hmm. that. So. You have to heal your first, you have have to know yourself first, like all that stuff.
0: How do you be, someone's listening to this and says, I don't know how to know myself. Like what, what's the first step? Oh, go hang
1: out with other people. You'll know yourself real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. I mean, you can pay attention. Because there's a
0: lot of people out there that aren't aware. They're not self-aware of how they come off, you know, like, so we'll coach some of our students. You know, hey, you're not smiling. Like, you know, you're in a, a career that. I mean, I, I don't care what career you. You should smile, okay? Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you're not smiling. Your nonverbals are giving off this type yeah. of behavior. And so, um, what's going on? Like, you know, so that self awareness. How do you develop self awareness? So just
1: like what you said, just by being with other people that are willing to be authentic with okay. you. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so you got to be. It's coached. T- you have to be coached. Okay. You have to have a. You have to have truth tellers. You have to have mentors. Truth tellers. You, you have to have people that see Ooh. it and. See Say it, you know. See and um, say
0: it. Truth tellers. Do you have a truth uh, teller in your life? Oh, I that's have a so football. important. Yeah, so mm-hmm. important. And oh, my, my husband's my best. Does yeah. my,
1: too. my kids and my husband. My, my kids and my, my husband. Yeah, they, leadership starts at home. It does. When I when I feel myself or I see myself teaching and leading really powerfully in an area, mm-hmm. I always flip it back to that because yeah. that keeps me in check with myself. But to have accountability partners people mm-hmm. that are around you I have a great administrative assistant that will keep me in check if I'm out you know like we have like different ways that we communicate mm-hmm. but if you don't surround yourself with authentic people yeah then you won't be authentic yeah if you're surrounding yourself with people that are you know living as one of my friends calls the plastic life where you show up and everything's shiny and everything's great but in reality mm-hmm. you're falling apart and mm-hmm. you're not Going around people that can help put that back together, then you're just going to be living mm-hmm. a lie, and I think that's the yeah. other thing. So I think authenticity is like the rock to stand on. You know, yeah. that's where I believe Jesus calls us to be like: Who are you? Who? Mm-hmm. What are you called to do? Mm-hmm. Who are you called to be? Yeah, go be that. Yeah, don't worry about what comes against you. Things. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I had a, a, one of my pastor friends today told me. She said. If you are walking mm-hmm. and you don't have opposition, if you're walking down that path and people mm. aren't coming after you and people aren't trying to take you out and people aren't trying to take you off task, Ooh. Then, then you're on the wrong path. Yes, Because if you're on the right path, Opposition will come against you, yeah just is just the way that opposition exists. will
0: come so okay, I love this uh you first, you said, be authentic, uh, get around truth tellers, and I believe that third one then is to be opposed yes, to be opposed, so talk to that person right now that they're just like, man. I want to accomplish this. Maybe they're writing a book, and they're just giving excuses mm-hmm. of why they can't do it because there's so much opposition coming against them. You know, Maybe they're supposed to go into this next. Maybe they're supposed to give back. Maybe they're supposed to volunteer, mm-hmm. and they're just fighting against it, right? Mm-hmm. So give advice to that person how to be opposed pro- appropriately. How do you embrace opposition?
1: Well, the way that you embrace opposition is you look for the truth in it. Right. Okay. So somebody's coming against you Mm -hmm. and they're trying to tear you down because of something. Then you have, instead of disagreeing, I, and this is still a muscle I'm developing, right? Instead of disagreeing, Mm -hmm. I agree and I explore and I go to the people that I trust, that I navigate life with. And I said, okay, so this came against me. What is this? What does this mean? Like, help me process because... Mm -hmm. When you hit that emotional chord, the emotional, yes, you know, the tap of the emotions can just. If my dad, I says, you have to keep your I above your E, your intelligence above your emotions.
0: Ooh, keep your eye above oh, your, your E, e. your yeah. intelligence above your emotions. Yeah, now so that's, that's what my dad. Powerful. Said.
1: That, that could be a whole podcast. Awesome. His <laughs> that could be itself. It's right? so hard to
0: do. But it's so
1: hard to do. Yes. So the way that I do that is I take those emotions and I go share them, and then okay. You know, and I love that my kids are getting older because they're so great at, like, keeping my thoughts above my emotions, so... Um, That's so great. What's been
0: your biggest challenge um, leading right now in the organization, you know, the executive director? Mm -hmm. What would you say has been your biggest opposition that you're trying to navigate through? Or that you have navigated through?
1: Right now, I think it's scaling up. So, like I said, when we started, we had around six families. We have over 60 right now, so... Mm -hmm. My... um, opposition well my board I love my board every single one of them has been an amazing gift but they want me to fundraise and make more money right right so that's right. been the thing it's fundraising how yes. do I how am I creative with fundraising mm-hmm. so you know everybody's given gifts mm-hmm. that's not my hugest gift I you know I have not a lot of passion for, like, asking people for money. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. it's just not in me. It's just, yeah. I just don't do that. So, like, well, then hire somebody. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we could hire somebody. Right. right. You could hire somebody. We could look in your budget to see if we can hire somebody to do that part. And mm-hmm. we haven't found that person. Right. right. Because with the ministry, too, to me, what will happen is going to happen in God's time. It may not mm-hmm. happen... Like, I feel like everything that's happening right now is helping us build yeah. and that I can't get ahead of that. And so I'm trying to be respectful and listen and do the things that are asked of me to do. Like we have a banquet coming up. Right. And So,
0: so if you're listening to this and you love planning events because that's what a fundraiser does, yes, right? Come help me. Love fundraising. Smoke. She needs help. <laughs> yes. So Teresa, I just want to thank you so much for being on this. You're just absolutely amazing. And how can they get a hold of you?
1: So you can get a hold of me through. Um, the best way is through Facebook on the okay. Bridge Builder page. Bridge Builder page. So if you page. go to the Bridge Builder okay. page and because it's the first counseling thing I go to. Counseling and mentoring. Yep, counseling Bridge and
0: mentoring.
1: Okay. Um, counseling and mentoring, and you go to that page okay. and you send a correspondence like a nice like, like a, a message. message.
0: Yep. Contact. Yeah,
1: we, we okay. check those. That's like the first thing I go to. Is like Beautiful. messenger. And I look at Messenger. Then I go to email. So my yeah. email is bridgebuilders.jaxx mm-hmm. yeah. at gmail. Yeah. And then, of course, the phone. You can pick up the phone. We're yeah. always happy to... What's the phone number there? 810-987-8772. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that's eight one zero nine eight seven eight seven seven two. So thank you, Teresa. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.